Welcome back. We are glad you have chosen to join us as Pastor Tim continues his message from 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 through 5, entitled, God's Expectations for the Preacher. Preachers must preach, and they must do so when it is convenient and when it is not, when it is comfortable and when it is not. No matter what goes his way, he is to persevere in the calling with which he has been called. Here's Pastor Tim. It goes back to preaching all the scriptures in all the seasons. Go back to those last two verses of chapter 3 with me again. Remember what he said? All scripture is God-breathed. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. And then he said this, it is profitable... Notice these four things. It is profitable for doctrine. It is profitable for reproof. It is profitable for correction. It is profitable for instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. What in the world is the one tool in the toolbox of the preacher that can do what that's been called to do? It's the Bible. You stay with the Bible. You preach it. That's what God expects from his preacher, that he simply be preaching. And then number three, God expects the preacher to be persistent. To be persistent. I remember back in seminary when they, when they would tell us, just like you've heard it uh, said at some large colleges or universities, you know, when they say, look to your right and look to your left, those people won't be here you know, later on. And when they begin to say those things in seminary, I thought, oh, no, that can't be true here. You know, it can't, it can't be true here because these are people who've given their lives already. They've already said yes to Jesus that they want to serve him. And it's probably not the two-to-one ratio that the university professors want to scare you with. But man, I look back through some of my friends that I went to school with some that are far more talented than I am. Some that are way better preachers than I am. Some that are far better pastors than I am. Who are not in ministry anymore. It may be because of moral failure. And some of them it's just because it was more than they ever expected. And they just quit. Preacher has to be persistent. Yes, he's going to face some difficulties and face some challenges. So he has to stick to it. Knowing that God has called him to that place. And that has to be enough all by itself. Look with me in verse number 3. He says, for the time will come, and at some point in my Bible, I wrote a little note in there and I said, it's here. It is now here. For the time is now here. When they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. Preacher has to persevere despite his audience, despite the audience. It may be that you track with me. It may be that you don't. But I don't believe that this church is filled with people who will not endure sound doctrine. 
I think in a special on a Sunday night, if you come on Sunday night, you mean it, you know? So I think the people that are gathered in here are people who want to know what sound doctrine is. And so when it comes to convincing and rebuking and exhorting, and when you use the Word of God to do those things with long-suffering and with teaching, I think that you eat that up. There are also a lot of empty seats, aren't there? There are a group of people in our day who will not endure sound doctrine. They don't want to be told that their thinking is off track or that their actions are wrong. And so because they don't have to, they don't come. They just don't. There are plenty of times when people have gotten mad with the preacher and they move on to some other church. And oftentimes they take that same madness with them and the... <laughs> the devil that they thought was at their old church turns out in just a few months is at their new church too. There's some who get angry and decide that they're going to withhold their time. I'm going to hold on to my tithes. I know a man that didn't, uh, he didn't like what the preacher was preaching or the direction of the church, and so he would take his offering every week and put it in his refrigerator. <laughs> Cold, hard cash, right? He would keep it in his refrigerator until some need came up and he could give it to that particular need. Can I remind you that the tithe is not your tithe? It's his tithe. He owns 100%. And that first 10% is his. If we would get to the point of understanding the tithe and understanding offering. We'd be too afraid to withhold it because it's not mine to hold on to. It's not mine to decide how it gets used. It's to give it to somebody that will use it faithfully. So despite the audience, despite the sound doctrine, despite their own desires, despite itching ears, preachers just got to preach the Word. They may try to heap up for themselves. What, a, what an incredible statement that is. They will heap up for themselves teachers. Do you get the implication of that? That means that what they want is not a pastor, a preacher. They like what this preacher says on TV, and so they take a little bit of that. They like what they hear on this preacher on the radio, and they take a little bit of that. They listen to this preacher's podcast, and they, they like a little bit of that, and they pile it on. So they're piling on preachers upon preachers upon preachers. He says, they heap up for themselves teachers, the ones that they like. But notice this. While they're paying attention to the teacher, they're not paying attention to the truth. They turn their ears away from the truth and get turned aside to fables. The preacher has to endure that. I understand that there are preachers on television that are more charismatic than I am. I understand that there are preachers on television. I mean, I hate to say it, but they're better looking than I am. 
They talk, you didn't have to amen that. <laughs> they talk plainer. They, they do things better. But can I say this without trying to sound like I'm patting myself on the back? I'm your pastor. I want to be your pastor. Call that guy on TV when your family's going through a struggle. Call that guy on the radio when you're in need. Call that guy that you listen to on podcast and see if they'll help you when your world seems to be falling apart. A preacher loves his congregation and preaches despite what the audience thinks. Number two, he has to persevere, doesn't he? He's got to be persistent. So he also has to persevere despite his own attitude. See, I'm not saying that the preacher's not affected by those things, because he is. You know, I confessed to him this morning in, our, in the Sunday school class. There have been plenty of times I've had to go to the park and walk around that park, you know, and just say, God, what are you doing? You know, what are you, what are you doing here? Am, am I supposed to even be a part of this anymore? He continually continues to uh, reaffirm that call that he's put on my life. And so look at what Paul says at the beginning of verse number 5. But you, but you, Timothy, it may be that everybody else will not endure sound doctrine. It may be that everybody else gives in to their own desires. It may be that everybody else has itching ears and piles up their favorite preachers. It may be that everybody else turns their ears away from the truth and toward fables. But you, Timothy, you have to be persistent in the midst of that and do what? And be watchful in all things. Don't adopt the attitude that other people may have. You, you hear it far more than I will ever hear it. There are going to be some who don't like the music. There are going to be some who don't like the preaching. There are going to be some who don't like the lights. There will be some who don't like the haze. There are going to be some who don't like that it's on Facebook. There will be some who don't like whatever. You better be careful. That stuff goes in your ears. It has an opportunity to take root. You can so easily pick up somebody else's offense. And the preacher is not immune to that. So Paul tells Timothy, Timothy, you be watchful. No matter what you see your attitude becoming, let it be the attitude of Christ and you persist no matter what. And then finally, he has to persevere despite his adversity. Despite his adversity. After he tells him, but you be watchful in all things, then he also says this, endure afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. They're going to be uh, adversities that come along the way. There are going to be some obstacles that happen. <laughs> do, do, do you think that preachers get in this line of work because it's easy? You only have to work one day a week. You know, 
And then even when we do work, you think we work too long, you know. That's, that's not what that's about, is it? You endure the afflictions. That means that you have to persevere, not just despite them, you have to persevere through them. Every person in our congregation goes through some kind of affliction. Something that's physical, something that's emotional, something that's relational, something that's spiritual. And you have to endure it, don't you? You need to be able to look and say, you know what, I can go through this. Because he goes through this. And don't get turned away and bogged down. Those, those, those obstacles can become everything about the ministry. You know, when I first came to Britt David, I was, I will say halfway, I was halfway through my doctoral work. That particular program has a couple of years worth of classroom experience, and then you've got a couple of years to write your dissertation. So I'd finished all of my classes. Now I'm just ready to write the dissertation. And if you've been around here long enough to know, you know that the very first thing that jumped out was embezzlement. Suddenly I didn't have time to do any, any dissertation, nothing, you know. It was all about that moment and us trying to survive as a church. It took me a long time finally to go back and to get back into that. But it showed me how easy it is for one obstacle to take on everything. Everything in those months and months and months became about that one issue. Sometimes it's not something terrible. Sometimes it's something good. Trying to, maybe, maybe trying to organize a mission trip. Suddenly, everything becomes about that. Do the work of an evangelist. If we're not here to win souls, then what are we here for? Do the work of an evangelist and fulfill your ministry. That's what God expects from his preacher. Let's pray together. You may say, well, I wasted tonight. I'm not even the preacher. Whatever is good for the preacher is good for you. Whatever Paul says to Timothy, he says for you. There are lessons that can be learned and gleaned for your own benefit. And then I think about, I think about the preachers that are in here. R.G. And Billy would be here. And Andy would be here. Think about the preachers to be. I think about Sage. I think about Sean. Man, there's so many good things that God has to teach them. I think about some of the men who stood in this very place for me Andy, Alan, several of you, and so many that aren't even here. This word's for you. Now, what do you do with it? 
What's God telling you? Do you need to come to the altar tonight? Do you need to come to me tonight? What do you need to do? God, I would ask simply that your Holy Spirit take your word, divide it rightly in the hearts of your people. Bless them tonight with understanding and with conviction. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Let's stand. This year at Britt David, we would like to challenge you to share the love of Christ with those you come into contact with each day. Remember, he who wins souls is wise. Pastor Tim would love to connect and share with you about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and how you can know that you know that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. That address is churchoffice at brittdavid.org. We are located at 2801 West Britt David Road, Columbus, Georgia, 31909. Thanks again for joining us here on Britt David Podcast.